What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Dan Cable Presents podcast. Thank you for tuning in to the program once again. This is your first time listening. Thanks for checking it out. You can find fresh episodes coming at you every Friday. And this week, we got another installment of I Dig Records, Volume 7, with my co-host, my cuzzo, Rob Bobby Grews Granfelt. Diving into a couple records, getting into the internet, Ego Death from 2015, and the most recent and possibly final release from the rapper Milo, also known as Rap Ferreira or Scallops Hotel. We are doing his 2018 release, Budding Ornithologists Are Weary of Tired Analogies. So we'll be getting into those momentarily. All the links will be in the episode notes so you can follow along with myself and Rob. And stay tuned for more conversations, my weekly conversations with with folks as well. It's been a couple weeks, but there are plenty of uh, episodes to check out. I would definitely encourage you to check out some of the, the more recent ones, ones with Duke the Genius, uh, Marcus McCauley, the Derek G episode, anything in the last... You know, five weeks or so, I've, I've really been uh, digging the conversations that have been happening, and more of those will uh, definitely be coming your way. I'm sure we'll be back at it within uh, an interview conversation episode next week, so stay up and stay tuned on that, and yeah, and wherever you are, just try to uh, try to stay positive out there. It's a, it's a wild world right now, and... Uh, Things feel very overwhelming, but uh, yeah, try not to let the madness of the world strip you of your your joy. And I hope that you can, uh, you know, sneak away for an hour or so and and jump into these records with us, and maybe shrug the weight of the world for a bit and lean in to uh, some of the more beautiful, some of the finer things that this life has to offer. And with that said, we are going to jump in to volume seven of this thing. Big thanks to uh, the Portland, Oregon publication, Vortex Music Magazine. And shout out to their longtime editor-in-chief, Chris Young, who has been holding this thing down for, I think, six years or so. Maybe closer to seven has put in so many hours to this thing and he just recently announced that uh he will be departing and giving up the uh the chief role there at vortex so big shout to chris and for all all the work that he's done and just a dude that i appreciate the fuck out of and has uh been so supportive of my endeavors and i'm as excited as he is to to see how Vortex takes shape after uh, after his departure, and he's just super open to giving other people 
the opportunity to to fill that role and whether it's a, a rotating one or if they find a steady head there at Vortex, it's going to be exciting stuff. So that link will also be in the episode notes as well as anything else mentioned. So let's get into it. Let's do the damn thing. Volume 7 of I Dig Records now. I just want everybody to know that I dig records. I dig records, bro. And that is that. And I dig records is back in action, you know? Back in action. Another. (laughs) Another what? (laughs) Man, it didn't didn't take us any time to get awkward this time. Just jumped right in. No one has to know it's awkward, you know? There's edits. Yeah. I feel like this is how every single one of these podcasts starts. Is it? I don't know. Every single one? Most of them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um, who, who knows well we're back at it we're back we're we're here to jump back into some records i dig and records still digging them we are still digging the records but not physically in the crates i guess you went to a record store didn't you i haven't been to a I've record, to store, record since store february i've been to the record store several times i i actually went to the record store the other day it was really hard for me to Millennium? not. Yeah, I went to Millennium. It's a great situation. They only let, uh, I don't know, they don't let that many people into the store. And they monitor it really well. Is there a and line and shit usually then? Yeah, there's or a line it? outside, but when I went, there wasn't because it was, I don't know, even it was it was a Sunday and yeah, it wasn't yeah. a bad situation. I waited outside for maybe a minute or two and... I don't know. I tried to be somewhat. I probably moved through a little quicker than I normally would have, you right. know, knowing that they are only allowing a right. certain amount of people in. But it was cool, man. I yeah, I got some records, but I I almost picked up that Alien Lanes already because uh-huh. they just did some reissue of it. Yeah, it yeah, a, I saw that. Yeah, twenty so twenty five years. Twenty five year reissue so i almost picked one up and i don't know i feel like maybe when i go back it might be a possibility but it was it was fucking speaking to me heavy dude after having how much was it was it like i don't know 30 bucks no it was like 20 25 it wasn't was it double lp single um no i think it was maybe a single crazy tight it was not anything outrageous and it's on some cool colored vinyl i believe yeah, I saw that. But yeah, man. I mean, even listening listening back through that episode a few times. Yeah, while you started editing, to like it more. Yeah, while doing the editing, I was mm-hmm. yeah, I just fell in love with it more and more, and I found cool. that even though I st- I stick by some of my my thoughts about it that that right. I shared on the episode, um even listening back though to um to what is that bird track? That track. Uh, a, f- a flying bird. What is it called? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I was talking about that track and how, <laughs> how I felt like a full band version would be really dope. But then yeah. listening back to it over and over, I was just like, no, man, this is how the song has to be. Exactly. Exactly, bro. <laughs> yeah, a good flying bird. 
That's what uh, it's called. Yeah, I love that song. So I'm glad you like that. The more and more you listen to it, it does sort of keep growing. You just that's what I really appreciate about that record is that it is the the density of it. Like there's just a different thing you can hear every time that you can appreciate every time. It like does not reveal itself because it's too chaotic. You know what I mean? And right. it's one of the rare records where that really benefits it. Yeah. I hear what, you. What'd you, what'd you get at the store? Um, I got, uh, the new Phoebe Bridgers album, Punisher. I've heard that's good. I haven't listened to it. Big fan of Phoebe. I also picked up her yeah, first record good. cause I should have just like, I should have had that when it first came out. I, I love that record. The, the, the ghost on it. Yeah. Um, she's, she's so killer, man. So. I, yeah, was, I know uh, that record. I was, I was looking for both of those, so it was cool that they had uh, the first one still. But Punisher, the new one, is is so amazing and such a cool like next step. I think so. Highly recommend both of those, and uh, yeah, I'll probably nominate one of those for for one of these these episodes because just very very fond of her and all the collaborations that I've seen her do are really amazing. Cool. Yeah. I would like to do the, that Punisher record. I haven't, like I said, I haven't listened to it. Um, yeah, that'd be cool. I would, I'd be, I'd be way into that, but my, my big find of, of that trip along with those two Phoebe records, something that I was not no. <laughs> uh something that I was not expecting to find. I got the uh the Black Focus record from Yusuf Kamal. Ooh, yeah, yeah, man. That's killing. Yeah. That and killing. that's a record that I've been Did um, we do that on this podcast? No, we haven't. Word. Such a such that's an amazing record. record. Um and I just I don't know, probably something that I was looking for when it first came out. Right. And then felt like i wasn't gonna find it and then yeah just you know one of those one of those fucking really cool moments where you are not expecting something to be in the uh in the show in the store in this in the shop so fucking that's one of the most exciting feelings man you're flipping through a record a shelf you know and then you're just like get that little like rush of dopamine and you're just like i need to buy that i'm so excited to buy that i want to have that right you're just like what this is here yeah there's like no doubt in your mind that you're gonna get it you're like cool now i'm that that just made my trip 25 dollars more expensive but not gonna just go on in not gonna question it it was almost really expensive too because for the first time I don't know if you've seen this, but they they did a pressing of acid wrap. Oh wow, no! But it's like forty five dollars. Yeah, I believe it, man. And I had a really hard time not purchasing one. I haven't listened because... to that for a long time. That record's great, though. That was yeah. It's a really nostalgic record for me. I yeah. I mean, yeah. That's. I feel like that's a. That's a pretty important record. For sure. And then, yeah. And then the other, yeah, the other thing that was in that section, like, I I would really love to have Blonde. Like, I really need that Frank Ocean. 
but it's hey, so yeah. that's another one that's like very expensive how much is it it was like 40 45 huh you got to come up next time you're here to um go to whatchamacallit jive time because they okay. they they have a lot of bootlegs and i got blonde there i think for like 28 bucks or something you got one of the bootleg versions of that yeah yeah sounds great nice yeah, and then I got the bootleg Channel Orange and the bootleg Endless. <laughs> they had, nice, they had nice. all the bootlegs, yeah. I have a couple bootlegs. I got... Did I maybe even get a copy for you of the Kendrick? When, Section when 80? To Pimp or Butterfly first came out? Oh, yeah, dude, re- you did. I got that yes, on you Record did. Store Day. That was yes, like something did. I went and waited for. Yeah, yeah, you um, got me one of those, yeah. But that was the first time they had put that out on vinyl, and it was a bootleg, and they are like, clear. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the one. So I have that, and then I have reflection. Have section eighty. I have reflection eternal from Talib. Yep. And that is a bootleg. And then right after that, they reissued that record, which was very Classic. funny. Classic. Um, I don't know if my section eighty is a bootleg. I don't think that there's an official. Is there no release. proper pressings? Maybe that. Maybe so. that's true. If that's true, then I I just have a bootleg as well. Um. And then I also found out I have this really like one of my favorite records that I have and highly recommend anybody put this in their collection if you can. Um, And I've seen this recently at the record store. I feel like it's back in circulation, but it's this uh, this tribe called Quest mashup record with. um, Fuck, I'm spacing heavy now. Yeah, yeah, you are. No. Sorry, it's a it's a tribe called Quest and Farside. It's a mashup. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you showed me that. It's bizarre tribe. That's right. Yeah. And I've been seeing this around again. It, yeah, it's called Bizarre Tribe: A Quest to the Farside, and it's it's so dope, dude. I still just want them to do a fucking issuing of Sylvia demo on vinyl. Oh, shit. Right? It's there is there is one. Isaiah? I'm seeing it on Discogs. It's all in Europe though. It's Twenty-five bucks plus shipping. <laughs> Might do it. Yo, a <laughs> lot of stuff is not like being pressed right now from what I've seen. Like the stuff that's so? usually there is not available right now. So I think everything's just kind of backed up. No, not on Discogs, just in general, like at the at the record stores and just kind of like looking at the inventory from the distribution end of it. There's just a lot of stuff that are kind of those records that you're like, no, I'll just get that next time because that's always here. Right, a right. lot of that stuff right now I feel like is is unavailable. Huh. But 
Yeah, man. Interesting. Records. Oh, also for the folks, though, that have been, you know, keeping up with this thing on, I think, volume two, we did the Knowledge. And Meek. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Meek Mill tape. And Bought that. Um, you hit me up a couple weeks ago to inform me that there was a pressing. And then it's cool because they're doing volume one and volume two together. Yeah, very and cool. I don't know. You think if I think it comes out maybe, in September? Yeah, I definitely also got a couple of those, and I'm hoping maybe if they they do well, then they'll also release like three, four, and five, six together. Maybe right. I love that you got a couple. Yeah, man. I don't know. I've kind of like become a fucking weird. I've realized the value of collecting records now. Just so you and can flip them? No, maybe, I don't know. Maybe flip them like way deeper in the future. Mm-hmm. But there's also just like something cool, I think, about, you know, like some of these some of these people are on this independent level and you just really never know when, like these are maybe the only pressings of this record that'll exist. Right, right. Absolutely. You know? Like especially someone like Knowledge who puts out so much material. Right. You know, like if he puts out that Tupac tape on vinyl, which you recommended, super fucking good. Yeah, man. Um that shit's so good. But you know, if he puts that out, it's probably gonna be a one time pressing. Right, right, right. So I think it's with some of the artists now, I've just been buying two copies of things like that that's tight i'm sure and the artists like, appreciate it and the record yeah, store and and uh yeah i'm not i don't think i like i'm super into necessarily like flipping somebody something like on a price gouging type no deal. it'd be like i don't really buy i don't really sit for that three shit. years and then you're yeah. like oh i have that takuya kuroda record and i want a new and I, I want to sell this record so I can buy eight records, you know? If yeah, you or whatever, you know? Like, if I end up with something in my collection that is value, like super valuable to somebody that maybe doesn't hold the same value to me, I might consider, like, letting that go, you know? Right, right. So my question is, is the Internet's ego death going to make it into your record collection? The internet's ego death will definitely make it into my collection, and I, I, th- I think <laughs> I told you record, I saw right? that I saw that I saw this record like right before um, you chose it. You, yeah, right before we agreed upon doing that for this episode, mm-hmm. and I wish I would have bought it that day, but I will definitely buy ego death the next time I that see. Could have been a cool way to get to know it. Just like on um, the vine, on the record, you know. Yeah, like on I said, player. I didn't have the opera. I didn't know we were doing this, and if I did, oh, then I probably would. I yeah, I uh, probably yeah, would. Yeah, yeah. I probably would have done it that way had I yeah. known we were going to to do this episode. So right. So you dug it. What do you think? Yeah, like let's. So that's let's, what you're trying to do. You're trying that. to you're trying to get into this internet record, which is. Yeah. Um, pretty 20? pretty off brand for what you have uh, you've chosen as as far as length of records you yeah, picked it's long it's too the long. longest record that we have done <laughs> it's too in, fucking long on, dude. on this podcast I don't think it's yeah. too long I, think I just think 
I just it's think great for a party though. It's like great. It is great for a party. I think you're going to feel that way though. Like you're gonna feel like it's too long if you're always listening to records that are thirty minutes or yeah. thirty seven minutes. You're going to it's you know, fault. you really you really do start to feel feel the length of things when you're more accustomed to doing stuff like that. And that's kind of Absolutely. the records that, that we've done a lot on this on this podcast so far is is some shorter shit but yeah the internet man third full-length record um from the internet i'm curious to know if you did you know much about the internet before getting into ego death were you following negative no I okay did not. i was not so how do the internet how do you get turned on to to the internet i honestly don't know i think um I think that Mark actually, I think it might have been Mark, really liked the song uh, Special Affair, I think it was, or Girl, one of those two songs. And he just like sent it to me, you know, because he, he knew what I may or may not like. And he was like, check this out. And I was like, oh, this, this is tight. So I think it was just like a friend, you know what I mean, that just sort of put me onto it. And then I, you know, I honestly never like really like dove in like, you know, I never was like, oh, this is my shit. This is my shit. But it is a record that over the last five years, I've like, it, it's like always there. You know what I mean? Like it's it's never like fallen out of rotation. It's not like I'm always listening to it as much, but it's like, you know, it has a little bit more longevity than a lot of records that came out in 2015, you know? Um and to me, I think that that's uh, because it's like, I don't know, to me it feels like um, it's just a collection, it's just a vibe, you know what I mean, front to back, it's just a vibe. It, and that's a good and a, not a bad thing, but it's like, that's a, a, a feature and it's also a limiting factor, I think, at times, because it's like, like the whole thing sort of blends together a little bit at times. You know what I mean? Because it's an hour and it's just this sort of similar vibe, really smooth, great production. Um, but there's not too many like huge peaks. But that's also, I think, why it's been able to like live so long. You know what I mean? Like in, in my ears, because it's not like so, you know, like it's not, it's it's like sort of a little bit more flat than than like you know f take to pimp a butterfly right or something like that where it's just like that's a fucking trip and you you know you you, you want to be in a certain place you know or like vibe so yeah um i love this record i think it's it's cool sid is killing i love the fact that this is a band um yeah <laughs> for those that don't know the internet is from Los Angeles. It's got Sid, Sid the Kid on vocals. Um, Matt Mar Martins, Martians, I don't know, on keys. Uh, Patrick Page on bass. Chris Smith on drums. And then Steve Lacey. That's also, I think, maybe how I got to this was because Steve Lacey was like, you know, had a, a big wave of popularity especially when he was doing stuff like on his iphone for kendrick you know yeah um, and they're out so of yeah, the odd like future family as well yes odd future that's why you see vic mentz on this too like honorable mention of tyler odd tyler's family. on the tyler's on the last on track yep. um 
Fucking Janelle Monet is on this. Katrina. A lot of people in that circle, you know, in that LA yeah. circle. And exactly. The features are strong, but right from the get go, man, we're gonna deal with two different records today. Okay, we're gonna deal with yep. one record that has this approach of like with Getaway, where you're just in it. There's no mm-hmm. brace yourself. Mm-hmm. It's just right in to the vibe. Like you just kind of like yeah, walked first. in. You walked yeah. into the club. Absolutely. Boom. Such beautiful company. Fuck on nine to five. I'm seeing Dallas sights. But I'm still driving around in my old whip. Still living at home. Got issues with my old shit. She blowing up my phone. I talking about some bullshit. Like who's this? Who's that? I, I really like, like, you talk about a vibe, and that big bass. I, th- I think it's it's funny because I talk about maybe it makes you feel like you're you're being thrown into the club, but it's actually, like, much more relaxed than that for as, uh, right. for as, a, for as abrasive as it can feel of, of diving right in like this. Um, yeah. The song is, like, very smooth, and that's just, like, that's just the art of like Sid's vocal. Like she's just talking about as, getaway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like fucking smooth as butter on getaway right. and, and all the tracks. But I like, I like that it just sets you off this way and it kind of like, I don't know this whole record. And I guess maybe it's just because I know like where it comes from as far as like geographically where these people come from, but it oh, just, yeah. This feels, feels like, LA, like a man. day in the life of yeah. LA to me in some totally. way from the get-go. And you're just like, this is the this is the record you put on on Friday evening when you're on your way right. home and you're about to fucking sit in traffic for an hour to get <laughs> get to your house. And you're and and this is the track, man. And you're you're sitting in traffic doing your thing with it. Also, I've just uh I've been watching a lot of uh, Insecure. I don't and know that. I, dude, that show's that amazing. It's show? on H- HBO. Yeah, it's on HBO. It's an Issa Rae show, and it's cool. filmed in LA. And it's it's just cool. a like yeah, it's it's just a really really fucking funny show. Issa Rae is is hilarious, and the soundtrack to that is amazing. And a couple of the songs from this record make it on the, uh, make appearances. Oh, I have uh, seen this show. I for think. sure. I've seen that some show, of it. That show's amazing. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, this record is so, so good. And like you said, you know, it's it's a vibe and it doesn't, you know, sometimes some of it can feel like it, it blurs together. And I think that's also like some, some of the length of the tracks, you know, it just like yeah. really lets you sit in something. And yeah, sometimes like it doesn't do. Yeah, and sometimes it doesn't do too many things differently, but which is like a little. So it's it's cool that this record holds up for you because I I feel like sometimes you steer away from like the stuff that's like ear candy and like right. just real fucking butter all the time. And butter is just well done, you know. Yeah. Also, there's some like really cool moments like when you get into Gabby, which is the track with Janelle Monae, um, like. That song is really cool, but then it, it hits like the 220 mark and there's this second movement 
that kind of like lets you know that it's yeah we're gonna we're gonna give you a lot of candy a lot of butter a lot of smooth shit but then also there's gonna be some twists and turns here and there that are, gonna, right. that are like gonna give it some different legs which i really i really like those moments because i think that they're they're very hard to predict that part of the reason I keep coming back to it too is like I said it's like this is a, a band you know what I mean so like I appreciate listening to this from the per- like perspective of a producer or a songwriter or a drummer or a band member and I'm like okay like let's just like think about how they're writing these songs because like and how they're structuring these songs and what sounds they're getting out of their you know acoustic instruments and just like it's like such an interesting flip it's like you know it's like it's like the same thing that's like i think makes like you know a d'angelo record like killing and timeless is because it's a fucking band you know right and it's like you have real drums and you have and it's not knocking anything that's like you know production based or electronic music based like that's all good sample based stuff wonderful but like I think part of it that keeps it interesting to me is that like, yeah, it's just like, oh, this is a band. I can relate to it, I think, you know what I mean? In a way that I can like be like, oh, this is like, I can take like inspiration and directly like, not that I can't in another situation, but like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like the fact that there's a, that it's a band is like cool. And I've seen them, I saw yeah. them at, at Sasquatch in whatever it was some year and um yeah they were tight it was just like this is a fucking band this is cool because like especially for like the way that like you and i grew up it's like a band like meant like a certain thing and sounded a certain way and you know there's different like genres and stuff but it wasn't like i never like grew up hearing like r&b bands soul like bands you know what i mean like and if you did it was like you know marvin Gaye or like al green and stuff like you know like but that's like motown type stuff whereas this is like distinctly even more so than like you know voodoo or or black messiah one of those d'angelo records like this is very much like contemporary like r&b soul you know what i mean with like hip-hop big hip-hop influences and to hear that in a band is fucking killer you know it's like really inspiring because it I think is like a fresh part about, you know, what, what they're doing. Yeah, definitely, man. I mean, there's definitely an undeniable feel to what you're talking about having the live instrumentation, you know? And yeah, man, I think it's probably like helpful for like, for Sid 
in this situation, you know, to like really dig in when she gets to have the feel of a band. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sid's killing. Have you watched any interviews with her? I have not. Yeah, she's like really soft spoken, very cool seeming person and um yeah, I think she's done a lot of writing for other people as well and um she also is talking about how like she'll like call in people like just to help her write her songs sometimes. You know what I mean? Like and I appreciate that like she's not like maybe what I'm taking from that is that she might be a person that's not like obsessed about like having all of the creative control, but like, again, tapping into that band thing. Like I heard Sid say that she was having a hard time coming up with some lyrics and she just like called her friend and it was just like, let's, let's hash these out. Let's explore what we can do together. And I, I think that that's a, uh, something I respect a lot because I don't know. She's just not maybe concerned with like strangling the song you know and getting her own like you know ego death you know it's like maybe uh it's an it's a it's a it's a approach i really appreciate you know well it's inspiring when you see someone of that level someone you have so much respect for when you see them reach out for help from others right and have the have the wherewithal to, you know, step outside of themselves to say, hey, this is going to be really dope, but it could maybe even be better if I ask this other really talented person right. to, like, open it up to this n- new area of space. Right. It's still your decision at the end of the day, but it's like, yeah, there's, I don't know, there's just something about that. That's something I've experienced with Matt Watson Moon working with him one of the best lyricists that I've ever met and and we'll just be like recording shit and he'll just be like I don't like that lyric like what should we write and I'm like we like fuck this is your record you know what I mean but like (laughs) sure you know what I mean like yeah let's let's explore or whatever but like it's cool because then you sort of get to see into the the mindset, the the approach, you know what I mean? And it sort of also, like, I think demystifies the process of writing lyrics, which I think maybe I've talked about on this podcast, but just, like, I, th- I think something in a lot of artists' mind that, that holds holds artists back is that they think that, like, you can only create when there's like this divine spirit coming through you. And it's like, yeah, that's sort of true, right? Like inspiration is real. And when it hits, you should follow it and run with it. But it's also like, it's, it's like not only that, like you can, you can create habits of, of just being creative and exploratory and in the way that you, you know, go about your art and that that maybe makes you rely a little less on that like saving thing you know that like oh i need that divine intervention so i can write this album it's like i think you just got to also be willing to grind and like you know make a lot of shit that sort of sucks and work work through it and yeah so i think that roundabout you know through my experience with watson moon i think that 
that's something that I really have grown to respect. And it's really cool to hear Sid say that, that like she does that, you know, she's just like, yeah, like it's all about collaboration and about not just doing shit when you're like, when you know it's the shit, you know what I mean? Like you need to be able to try something and you're like, I don't know if this is good, but I'm going to like see it through. I'm going to record it, sit on it, listen to it in a week and, or tomorrow or a month and see how it feels, you know? Yeah. And I think, yeah, man, those collaborations just allow you to shine in different ways too that I think that maybe you don't even think about. And it's it's something I'm, I really notice on a track, like go with it. The one with Vic Mensa. I just love every feature that this dude does. But my point with that, of what you were talking about, as far as, you know, Sid reaching out to different people and, and that, uh, you know, that idea of collaboration, because I, I think Sid is, like, really unreal. And then when you get to a track, like, go with it, and you hear a different voice on a track to, like, contrast hers, that's when I think you, like, really... Mm-hmm. kind of like put on display what a force she is right like vocally and just like the presence she brings right is like yeah but it only happens i mean it happens on the other tunes but i think it happens like even more here because you have something to compare it to mm-hmm. where a lot of the other tracks you don't and yeah it's just one of those fucking one of those things that you don't notice unless it's like lined up right next to it Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also on that track, dude, there's some there's some serious nasty bass playing on yep. that track. Uh, pretty much from the 315 mark out on that song. Yeah, man. I got it on here. Um, yeah, just vibing. Very, very cool. Yeah, killer. Got killer sort of like shit. a like under like a. Subtle, like Latin feel. Take your time. You learn it, baby. Oh, girl. It's so good. It's all right, babe. Right, babe. Now you're gonna be giving it up. What's uh what's one of your favorite tracks on this record that we can we can jump into? I think that we should uh we should give them special affair. Special affair. Yeah, this Absolutely. Tune, this is the one I think that got me, you know, really uh really curious to to go in on the whole 60 minute record experience, you know. This is yeah, one of the ones where Sid really just throws down on on this on this tune and like yeah it just finds a, a killer pocket with this shit absolutely 
Special Affair, Ego Death, The Internet. Penny for your thoughts, I know what you want. I can read your mind even from behind. And fuck what's in your phone, let me take you home. I wanna take you home. Is so rare that I'm here? Don't plan on staying too long. So you should come here and sit your ass on the throne. It's a special affair. That was Special Affair, track 8 of 12. Yeah, I like the track that, uh, I like Something's Missing, the track that comes after uh, Special Affair as well. There's uh, there's this pretty cool thing that happens around the three minute mark, things kind of drop out, and then this additional percussion comes in at that moment and gives it this... Uh, this new feel to the track because it's a lengthy song it's like a six minute song songs on this record that are six minutes and one yeah. that's seven minutes and For two sure. of them that are six are 650 <laughs> so they're basically three seven minute songs and the keys on something missing are, are also also really great this record just sounds like really amazing like partners in crime part three mm-hmm. this has got this really dope vocal filter going on and then it's also got the lo-fi drums on that track, which I, which is cool because I think yeah. that's one of the only tracks that kind of has that lo-fi vibe to it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love Partners in Crime Part 3. I think that this, this tune is uh, very much just a vibe, you know. I think it sort of it, it, it embodies sort of the record in a way that that none of the other songs do because I think that it, like you said, it's got the vocal, it's got a vocal filter on it at the beginning, and then it's got the drums going lo-fi, really like sing-songy for the A, and then Sid gets a little bit more like wispy and airy for the B section, and it's like, it's just sort of is showing the spectrum of shape that the band is able to create while only changing subtle things, you know? And one thing about um, Something's Missing is that um, I I don't mean to say that the whole record is just acoustic drums, you know? Like that tune is one where it's obviously uh, got some electronic drums and stuff, you know, as well. And I think that that actually makes it even cooler, the fact that it's a band and they're sort of figuring out ways to like fuse these really well-produced acoustic drums and then these you know choice samples or electronic you know uh kits so yeah i think just from a production standpoint i mean obviously they had the whole world at their hands in 2015 being with the odd future crew um but the production on this record is just great yeah man and there's just some cool choices made even though some of the songs are you know, kind of can be a little repetitive at times. Totally. Like the vibe is so, the vibe is so good that it doesn't matter. But then I like that. I like that it's repetitive in a way because it makes like certain moments. Like I said earlier, they're just like really unpredictable. Like when you're listening to something like penthouse cloud and it's this super low key song, it's one of the more, one of the more quieter tracks on the record. But then it gets to the 3.30 mark with like a minute and a half left of this song still. And it completely shifts into this more up-tempo thing that you're just like really not expecting to happen at all. It's just a whole other song, basically. office like this is that Steve Lacey sound which you can hear all over the record but the the guitar at the end of of Penthouse Cloud is like when people are talking about Steve Lacey it's like this sound he's not shredding solos or anything it's just these chords with this little chorus on them you know for sure and yeah it's kind of like 
another one of those records if they if they wanted to call it 15 to 16 tracks they probably could have because of second movements like this right. in, the, in the record that exists um and you you speak of you know kind of like notable recognizable tones or sounds with steve lacy i think i think you get that kind of super fucking Catronata vibe out of girl that's Featuring just kind of like Catronata. yeah you just know right though, like when you put on that track oh, yeah, like oh K-tra. this is yeah. Oh, yeah. No like Absolutely. this is the sound that he has um yeah kind of carved out for himself right when and did 99.9 come out it came out What's post that probably like 2017 2016 is what it says here. 2016 yeah and but sid this must is, have been sid is featured on that record too so you know absolutely cool. so many good features on that that's yeah, that's good. one of my favorite records easily and that's a fun one. man that that record is so good but it um yeah this must have been one of his bigger songs for this time yeah, though totally like maybe the thing that kind of like gets more people interested in his record that came out a year later definitely didn't hurt yeah definitely and that's such a good song man like i don't know that's that's one of the tracks that i'll just if you're djing since it's so long that's like a great track for you to like yeah man go take a break put that on and then you like yeah if you need to like shovel some food into your mouth real quick or if you you need to like get a drink yourself you know go uh burn one down outside real quick you know right. th- this is this is the right. track to do it because it's got some it's got some length to it but yeah man there's, there's just like not a bad track on the record that's a good and that's a good point i think that that's true there's that's the strength of this record is that there's no weakness you know what i mean yeah it's like the, the weakness the lo- might be that there's no like real highs but there's no lows that's for fucking sure yeah and the vibe is just too good with something like palace and curse right right it's like, like oh man it just feels too good right and you know like, this, this to me feels like a collection of songs also i think it's worth noting like you know this 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 record is whereas some records are more like narrative based and you know uh really i'm not saying that this isn't intentional but like you know this to me feels like a collection of songs whereas something like again using the clearest example of the other end of the spectrum would be like to pimp a butterfly you know or good kid mad city um and i think that like sometimes it's nice to just have a fucking collection of songs you know it's like you can just put this thing on and it's it's just sort of easy and, and that's not a bad thing at all. It's just like... No. It's it's yeah, really like, like... It feels... I guess easy is not the right word. It's natural. It feels really natural. Well, it's a great... You, you mentioned earlier that, like, this is a great thing to throw together. Like, maybe put on if you're having, you know, like a gathering. Mm-hmm. You know, this you is... You don't have to worry it, about it's it. Def- it's definitely that because there's... I feel like there's no track on this record that kind of sticks out like a sore thumb either of right. kind of being like yeah what are we listening to like, right, right this is not easy on the ears right, right. <laughs> um it's just very uh it's just very smooth front to back 
And I think uh, it also, this is another one of those records, especially since uh, Getaway does come in the way it does up top. Um, yeah. This is one of the records that is so, so good. The transition from the last song to the to the first this uh this this new thing that i've been speaking of that is probably like not intentional but like just geeking out on on how these records roll to that that first track again and since this one ends with a bunch of talking right it's like perfect to go in to get away since it jumps in so heavy but yeah man man, this is i i've yeah i've always known about I don't know like i've known tracks on the on this album and i know this band like you know i like what i've heard but for some reason i just never really gone front to back really deep on on ego death so it was uh it was a a pleasure to get to to run through it in this fashion and and get to know it that way and it will definitely you know next time i see it at the record store I don't think that I will hesitate to put it in my collection. So um, thank you. Thank I, you for, uh, you know, making no me doubt. do the deep dive. No doubt. Uh, I also recommend checking out Hive Mind. Yeah, the release after this. Yes, I think that Hive Mind is actually an even better record. Really? Mm-hmm. I think it's actually sort of like... It has a little bit more of that albumness to it. It has a little bit more of a of contour to it. Um, okay, I but this you. one's just like the vibe. You know what I mean? Um, what do you want to play this section out? Why don't you take a with? pick? I, I chose special affairs, so you go ahead and pick. Oh, you know I really like under control. I think Let's that's a cool it. track. So we'll get into that one. And then we'll uh, we'll we'll jump into the next record. Yes.
The internet, man. Ego death. Great record. Thank you, the internet. Thank you, the internet, for putting out such good music. And we're going to keep it in the hip-hop lane with this next record. And we're going to jump into this Milo record, which is his most recent and also his his retirement record. Oh, really? Yeah, which is something I did not know until doing a little bit of research for this episode. But, uh, yeah, he recently announced that that this was going to be his last record and he was planning the tour on it, but then all this stuff happened, so I don't even know if he got to do any shows off of it. This is a 2019 release. He's young, though. He might come out of retirement. Yeah, absolutely. He may, but for now, he is saying that uh, that this is it. And, you know, much respect to him because he's put out a lot of material. um, And you might know him as uh, Scallop Hotel, you know, that's possible. Or... Or, or rap, rap, rap Ferreira, Ferreira which is, Ferreira. which is, uh, like pretty much what he goes by now. That's it's it's just his initials of his his name. His right. his name is Rory, and um, I found out about this dude. I was actually supposed to do a spot with him at Pickathon, uh, a couple oh, really? a couple years back, but his uh, his flight got pushed back, so he was not available for like our interview time but Mm. yeah so that's how i got turned on to this dude he kind of also like travels around the the open mic eagles of the world and uh yeah a little bit more on the the underground side of things i suppose he's he's done everything everything on his own and uh he's born in chicago he's busy he was born in Chicago and then quickly went to Maine with his mom. And then before high school, he uh, he moved back in with his dad in Wisconsin. Coincidentally, Kenosha. Crazy enough. Yep. Yeah. Kenosha, Wisconsin is where he's from, which is, uh, you know, where Jacob Blake uh, gets gets blasted up the other day. This is just, uh, just a few days shit. post. Two this is kind of, you know, this is like also like, since we're recording on this day, like pretty historical day in sports history. Um, I yes. was really, I was really stoked when I saw that the Bucks uh, spearheaded this thing and boycott yeah. threatened to boycott the game, uh, game five in a series that they're game up five. against. And reports yep. were that they were in the locker room calling the Wisconsin. Uh, you know, powers that be and trying to like phone in to them to like let them know that like yo justice needs to be served You're on right. this shit like now. And yes, it's, it's just far cool. Too to, late. It's just cool to to know that they're like in there kind of spearheading that and then right. you know the I mean that's how the, I first heard about it was because Chris Paul in an interview two days ago after their game, like they just won and he was getting interviewed and they were asking him about the game and he was like, you know, we got the win or whatever, but like, this is like, this is fucked up that this shit is happening. Like he was like, we shouldn't be in the bubble. Like this, this feels weird to like be out here playing basketball. This is just a game. Whereas like people are just getting shot, fucking seven shots hit by four of them in front of three of his kids. Yeah, You know, it's like what, like 
in the wake of all this George Floyd shit, like, like nobody's surprised. If you're surprised, like, you know, you're not really paying attention. It's like you're disappointed as fuck. But it's like it's just crazy because I also remember that after the George Floyd death happened, we did the 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 Kia and Willie Bobo um, thing uh, podcast uh, like two three days after that. Right. What does it say about the world we live in that like, you know, this we're, is only like four again. episodes. Yeah, I don't this like is it. four episodes later, man, and it's like we're this the same shit. Like, thank God he didn't die, you know. But like, it's just like I I was just watching Doc Rivers. Uh, I don't know if you saw his uh, interview. What stands out to me is um, just just watching the Republican convention. Uh, convention. And this, they're spewing this fear, right? Like, all you hear is Donald Trump and all of them talking about fear. We're the ones getting killed. We're the ones getting shot. Uh, we're the ones that we're denied to live in certain communities. Um, we've been hung. We've been shot. And all you do is keep hearing about fear. It's it's amazing why we keep loving this country, and this country does not love us back. And it's just it's really so sad. Like I should just be a coach. And it's so often reminded of my color. You know, it's just really sad. We got to do better, uh, but we got to demand better. Like we got, you know, it's, it's funny. We protest and they send riot guards, right? Uh, they send people in riot outfits. They go up to Michigan with guns and they're spitting on cops and nothing happens. The training has to change in the police force, the unions, have to be taken down in the police force. My dad was a cop. I believe in good cops. We're not trying to defund the police and take all their money away. We're trying to get them to protect us, just like they protect everybody else. Uh, I didn't want to talk about it before the game because it's so hard Like to just keep watching it. That video, if, if you watch that video, you don't need to be black to be outraged. You, don't, you need to be American and outraged. And how dare the Republicans talk about fear? We're the ones that need to be scared. We're the ones having to talk every, to every black child. What white father has to give his son a talk about being careful if you get pulled over. It's, it's just ridiculous. And, and it just keeps getting, it keeps going. Uh, there's no charges. Breonna Taylor, no charges, nothing. All we're asking is you live up to the Constitution. That's all we're asking for everybody, for everyone. Thank you.
You want to get back to basketball? Coach, could I have a follow-up on that? Yeah. Just real quick. I mean, uh, there's been players from the Raptors and the Celtics sort of weighing, do you play, not play? You said how I think tricky we it is play. to be a you coach. Know, one thing I'd say, I think you always play. You know why? Uh, we can fight for justice, uh, but we still should do our jobs. I really believe that. Uh, because doing our jobs, people are seeing excellence from, from Americans, black Americans and white Americans. So I, I don't, I, I, I would still do my job. That's just my opinion. But if my players told me no, it'd be no. I can tell you that. Um, it's, when you watch that video, it's sickening. It's sickening. You know, the, his kids were in the car. How do they ever get that out of their mind? How are those kids ever normal? It's so fucked up. So do what you got to do. Get out in the street, yeah. you know, and like, you know, it's just like, you just it's got to be enough and at some point it's got to be instilling some action you know for sure and in light of that I, I just thought that was like this was such a, a beautiful moment i think to see them boycott and yeah and, and to watch so, everybody cool. everybody follow suit like the magic uh we're like no we're not accepting a forfeit like we're also yeah. no, like, not doing that. this and then the other two games yep. that were scheduled for this afternoon yep. also yep. uh Portland suit. and LA and uh, uh Chris Paul's uh Thunder and the Rockets I think and I just think that's big big statements man that's big moves Huge. that's big solidarity that's that's all that's unprecedented uh, yeah so really amazing and uh proud to get to witness that part of it is is uh as a bummer and as upsetting and um you know just so fucking the anger that can you know be evoked from fucking seeing that shit yeah, uh it's it's, like, it's good to see like this type of thing come out of it too and and the nba just giving the big fuck you and the players Letting right. people know, you know, this is this is more important. This shit cannot continue, you know. Right. We've asked for it ah, to change. To it NBA. is not changing. Absolutely. It's like so. you can paint Black Lives Matter on the court, but like that's you know, and that's all good and well, but that like the point is that like this shit stops happening. So it's like yeah. you can paint it, but if the shit keeps happening, it's like, no, nah, like that something else needs to keep changing, you know, like it's yeah, not, man. It's about a lot more. But yeah, I, I saw that he was from there, and I was like, that shit's crazy that he's from, or that he went to high school there. Yeah. Yeah, we already had this record picked before any of this Jacob Blake stuff went down. So it's it was uh, it was interesting to f to find that that connection. And uh, yeah, man, this is supposedly his retirement record, and it came out on Ruby Yacht, which is his record label that he started in Wisconsin. He runs like he, it. Runs he got out of his record store. Yeah, man. He got going um, in high school doing this thing and spent a lot of years there in Wisconsin. But then now he's back in Maine, back to where uh, he, he spent his early years. So, um, right. But this record, man, it's got it's got a lengthy title, you know, budding ornithologists are weary of tired analogies, which. I would assume that with that title, maybe he he knew that this was gonna be his last one as Milo. So tell me, tell me like what? Tell me what it is like. Give me the adjectives or the things that give you the gravity towards this record. Yeah. So this, I think, to kick off, I think this is like a complete 
opposite side of the room of that internet record as far as the first track that kicks in um Mm -hmm. where the internet is just straight in this is one of those records where it like invites you in and sets a scene and i'm just like in on this from the get-go i just really like milo he's a really heady dude with his uh with his lyrics and i've just really enjoyed his records but with this one from the top you know you get you get this this ee e. cummings fucking trance like mantra at the top mm-hmm. of if you are not a myth whose reality are you and just that repeating and right I just dig how he uses mantras like kind of throughout his his records and and then now you get we're that cooking with grease. Yeah, or is dude. It now we're cooking with gas. For sure. And then you got the activist Langston Hughes uh takes it from from the uh from the author E. Cummings with with getting it going and I just think it's like a powerful way to start off the record and yeah, maybe we can just like slip it into that for a second just so people can hear that yeah. intro and, and hear what it's like. If you're not a myth, whose reality are you? If you're not a myth, whose reality are you? I like to rap. I love rapping. Poets, poets. I'm a rapper myself. I'm a rapper, y'all. Get the fuck out the way, brother. There's some serious shit here. Surrounded by angles and armalo. Thinking about Amadou Diallo. Fitted like a shaman in Diablo. High note vibrato. Evening sense of Sander Wag on Arrowhead reading anecdotes about heroin Thinking of dead friends, who gon' notify Google? Schopenhauer fought on we with poodles Niggas been swindled, bamboozled by civility and menthol nicotine I guess it's getting to me Musical chairs with multiple identities Neurosis generating energy Like how you lose focus looking for enemies Nostrum Gotra's got the remedy Ain't no average MC ahead of me They purse yankers and thirst danger Worship anger always clamoring for that artificial trap beat Bro look like the leader of the Dothraki, steering from the backseat, rarely at home. No, I don't bump their poems, reeking of charity porn, disparity born like a letterman. And then, yeah, man, it's just got heavy, like, when Milo digs in, he's kind of heavy lyrics from the get-go. He's got that one line um, on an arrowhead, reading anecdotes about heroin, thinking of dead friends who are going to notify Google. And, uh, yeah, that obviously, like, you know, taps in to to some right. shit you know thinking about thinking about the homies that have been lost to the uh the overdoses and whatnot so that dialed in quick just had another one last week man you it's did just crazy yeah um very sorry to hear that no i mean it's just like it's like it's crazy <laughs> you know i was talking with my mom today actually she's like it's just so sad and I was just like, yeah, it is. But it's also just like, it's like, it seems to be just like a thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's not. It's an epidemic, it's, dude. Yeah, it's not surprising. You know, it's just like, oh, well, no one's surprised. That's, you know, yeah, that's how it is. But um, yeah, so that speaks. Yeah, it speaks heavy. And I just think his wordplay in general is, is really next level. But another one of the things that I really like about 
a Milo record is it kind of like in some ways will become like a treasure hunt because I need to like research things that he's saying. Shit is dense. Like yeah. I got to go find it. Like I needed to know like what was that mantra at the top that if you are not myth, right. whose reality are you? I needed to know who that came right. from. I didn't know who E.E. E. Cummings was, you know? Right. And then... Yeah, just looking at other things, song titles at, at times, you know, there are things to just kind of decipher for yourself if you want to approach it that way, you know? Right, it's like reading right. a book and, like, finding those words that maybe you don't understand or, like, a reference that you don't understand and you got to kind of go search it out if you want to make right. more sense of it. And that's kind of, like, what I get sometimes out of a yeah. Milo record. And I just also really like his... The things that he chooses to rap over, um, mm. I think is is cool, man. He doesn't like shy away from anything that's not super comfortable. Like right, Tiptoe, right. the second track. Um he's got that weird guitar lick going on within it. And I like the way that he weaves his voice in and out of that one. Yeah. Totally. Um, no, it feels like he's definitely like sort of breaking down some of the like, like he's definitely challenging the listener. You know what I mean? Said reciting it off the picture in my head, blue bugler envelope. I wear the beat like a stethoscope and play my flugelhorn to alert the flank of attack. Be them new Negroes, 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 be them Floating, gliding, tipping, tipping, hoping I ain't slipping. I'm just floating, gliding, tipping, tipping, hoping I ain't slipping. Just floating, gliding, and the fact, I don't know, just the fact that he's able to find the space in the pocket on on some at times tricky tunes is impressive, and I think that's uh, what he does so well. And he kind of like finds pockets that don't even exist at times. It feels like, and every once in a while, there's kind of totally. Like a, he just creates his own pocket by just keeping his repetition the yeah. same, you know. And, and it's I like think not, yeah. I think there's an Earl, an Earl sweatshirt vibe to some of it, at, you know. At times, you know who his flow reminds me of a lot. Do you hear it in his voice? Actually, sometimes. Who's that? Give it a listen, give it a thought. R.I.P. Mac? Yeah. Yeah, I think there's definitely like a little bit of that in his delivery. Definitely hear moments of Mac for sure. Yeah. And I, ju I just also, yeah, I just dig the way that he uses those mantras throughout the records like these important right. things that he likes to repeat or on uh on certain tracks like pure scientific intelligence is like mm -hmm. another one of those mantra tracks and just his references are are cool but i also just like sometimes he'll drop he will drop like scientific knowledge right. like like the right, process right, right. of of some science just in the middle of something 
or he'll he'll drop a word and he'll either define it or he'll repeat it in this way that you know that this is like where where the emphasis is uh is supposed to be but yeah what do you what did you think of this record is this your your first time kind of listening to milo i never heard of him okay i was completely blind okay I had a lot of thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I think as so I was listening to it and I just couldn't I think there's something about like it just wasn't hitting for me. You know what I mean? And I, then I sort of like I was I thought to myself I was like if this was a book of poetry I think I'd be really about it like I think it's I think it'd be really fucking cool but there's something about just maybe his voice or the flow or a mi- I, I, it's not one thing I think it's just a mixture of everything it just feels a little too intellectual for me. I wasn't able to connect with it, like, in my soul. You know what I mean? It felt a little bit like I was listening to, like, a slam poet. You know what I mean? Okay. That, like, like in in a way that was, like, I felt like... Yeah, it just, it just didn't do it for me. It... it, 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 it what did it what did it make me feel like i just felt like i was just like it was like a little like conscious isn't the right word you know what i mean but like it's fucking heady though and i i it's kind just of like so intellectual that it's like okay this is sort of just like yeah i don't know it's like this is so intellectual it's like i can't listen to this like a hip-hop record you know what i mean like like i would listen to this like i was going to like listen to like some fucking like brain puzzle you know what i mean um so yeah there's there's just a few moments on it that feel like a little like cute or like corny at times like how he'll like use these fucking words and then like define them and shit or like drop that science knowledge which like i understand how that's like cool but like to me it was also sort of like oh it's just like yeah, I was just, I don't know. I just wasn't, like, spoken to by it. You know what I mean? And that's a good thing about this podcast is that this podcast is not just picking records that we love. You know what I mean? Or it's like, you you don't have to love a record and I don't have to love a record for us right. to do it. Because I like I like when we meet in the middle of, like, oh, I, like sort of like how you were last week with Guided by Voices. You were, like, and you were a little bit more, you know, into it, I think, than I am into this. But, like you know you're just like oh there's parts of this that just don't do it for me and i was like that's crazy because like the parts that you don't that don't do it for you i fucking love (laughs) you know what i mean yeah 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 it's like you're like man when he's like dropping this science knowledge it's like fucking cool and i'm like man that shit feels corny to me you know what i mean yeah i'm not saying that dude's corny at all i'm not uh, like there's a common lyric from uh, something on like Water for Chocolate, and I forget what song it is, but he says, "If I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating, <laughs> you know." And it's like yeah. I'm not trying to hate. You know what I mean? I'm not hating. Like 
I just if I don't like it, I just don't like it. You know what I mean? If it Understood. doesn't speak to your soul, you can't have it speak to your soul. So that's not that's you know I I'll meet Milo one day and you know say what's up and I I respect him. I respect what he's doing, and I want to read a book of his poetry. Yeah, I I uh, I, I hear what I you're saying. I think if I listen to it more, I think if I listen to it more, I'd get more into it. I just want to see him like get into that pocket a little deeper too. Yeah. I mean, I think it was different for me going into this record cuz I was already a fan and kind of like knew what he did. Um Right. Who told right. you to think is probably my favorite Milo record, so I would say if you're going to like look at more, maybe check that cool. out, but you are going to find more of the intellectual heady stuff, which is obviously what draws me into this like that i i dig that a lot because i think a lot of it's pretty the like i know that there's a like a pretty deep level of thought that goes into like crafting all these lyrics because of that right and the connections he tries to make between the words is i think really mind-blowing to me and on top of that i think this this album like the instrumentals like I would be into it like, if it was like if it was an instrumentals tape, yeah, I would be into definitely. that too. So I like the length. I just uh, yeah, I mean the length is is on board with your shit and right. um but yeah. I also think that um I dig how he doesn't do typical song structure. Like I really appreciate that. You know, that is sort of very Earl of him, like you know, just left to right. There's no hook, chorus, verse, whatever cycle. It's just sort of like, you know, it's just a movement. Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, I'm not hating. I just like it. I I want to listen. I will listen to it more, because um, I only got to listen to it a couple times. But For sure. yeah, it just wasn't hitting me. It felt I just wasn't able to feel s- the soul in it, you know, um, as much as I was like just trying to keep up with whatever he was saying, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And that's not to say I don't like, you know, like the, you know, really like heady, busy shit, because I do, and like wordplay is some of my favorite stuff. To me, it just felt sort of like, like, you know, it felt like it was like some like college degree shit you know what i mean yeah i don't know i can't i know what you're saying because i feel like you and i have had this conversation about other rappers as well (laughs) and i (laughs) don't feel like this is the same with this but i understand what you're saying i just think it's uh it's deeper to me than just like trying to flex that shit though where I think some people are just trying to like flex their vocabulary. And I think this runs much deeper than that. So I completely agree. I trust that because this dude seems to just be real. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem to be like on his just egotistical bullshit. I think that like, you know, he's, he's running a record store in Maine. Like if he wanted to, he could probably be going a little like, more in on this and he's about to just retire yeah <laughs> you know and he's I mean? done it completely so like he's not, on his own yeah so i have i i totally respect and trust that he is doing it from a very genuine place um like andy would probably really like this record because andy was an english major so he'll fucking pick up on this ee e. cummings shit but yeah. i'm just like confused you know what i mean 
For like, sure. Uh, and I think I'll, I'll do a listen with the lyrics in front it of me. It makes you do work, man. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know, it requires yeah. a little extra if you want it to. And I get... I. I get that that's not the experience that you want. Yeah, it hasn't gr- it hasn't grabbed. Well, no, I'm I would be down to like. I mean, I remember when I was in like like high school, I was listening to Common Market, and he had like a couple songs that I was just like, "What is he like? What what are these references?" And I would spend like an hour just like understanding what the references were and like what the words were. So I'm down to do that work, but the music needs to pull me there first. You know what I mean? As opposed to like. Because then it feels like intellectual, like if I have to go there first without the music, the spirit of the music pulling me there. But that's why I said, like, to me, it like sits differently than like a uh, a, a more traditional hip hop record. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for me, you know. Definitely. Um, let's get into mid answer trying to remember the question cool this is a track i really like and it's got one of my my favorite favorite moments on it so this is the song title been there a lot yo huckleberry hound turned futanari specialist mid answer trying to remember what the question is shamika's son cotty wampling body rocking convert toxin while keeping the party hopping Dropping signs, they cop the stock options. There go care of baby daddy, heard that nigga very crabby. Always pontificating with white boys about community. Who is he but a charlatan braggart? The nigga's an actor, non-factor. Underground hip-hop miasma, loud weirdos live off soliciting plasma. I gas my breath, reek of herb and stewed tomatoes. Clanging ladles, I laugh, darting through kitchens. Great calamitous racket on a mission, airing my own dirty laundry. Psalmist palm read, when I lay in bed, it feel like the ocean is on me. Ruby's great-grandbaby ducking familial trauma in the Obama era, comma era. Fear kept me awake in class. I can't afford stupidity, and they assume I wrote it to impress they ass. Dirty glasses, long toenails, oh well. It's Boogie's Pops who earned his sovereignty off of how the lucky drop and the ruby yacht rock rock on. One, two, and the ruby yacht rock rock on. Uh-huh. And the ruby yacht rock rock on. One, two. And the ruby yacht rock rock on. Uh-huh. That's Maryland's grand boy communicating with spirits. Derelict appearance, myriad pablum, impeccable delirium. No, the delivery left me wanting. Haunting me like bad ideas ad absurdum. Dash of worm tongue, slipping immorality behind high skill. Saga entitled up from Blytheville. I'm just strutting in that old preacher's footsteps with a compass. Whittled from anxiety. Maybe some people shouldn't be part of society. It's a crapshoot trying to rap with Lee's nephew. That nigga's chemicals need balancing. You know life's all about that balancing. You know life's all about that balancing. Peace to Randall Bravery. You know life all about that balancing. Very true. But also as the line in it, uh, when I lay in bed, I feel like the ocean is on me. I dig that one a lot. It's a heavy, it's a heavy one. But one of the things that we've also talked about on this podcast as far as records is um, a lot of the ones that we've done kind of being difficult to define where they sit genre wise. And I think this one really fucking hits on that, especially when you look at songs, um, Failing the stress test. Like this song is feels super experimental with what's happening. He's kind of got like this 
I don't know, tripped out acid trip video game thing mm-hmm. going on. Yeah, totally. But yeah, just the the way things are used, like feels feels pretty experimental with this one. And, and I appreciate that that he is going for like whatever wild turn, unexpected turn happens. Yeah, I was blasted on some weed oil last night listening to this. <laughs> Stress. Yeah. And I went too deep on the oil. It was heavy, dude. I was losing my shit. It seems like a lot. Zoro knelt hurting. The moral kept swerving while I trudged the straight and thinning. In the mud, I made a killing while rappers went missing. Prize of the tycoon, sunrise and waiting room of the pediatrician. It's hard to listen your favorite song when the city's skipping. When heroes is prone to victim blaming, do it matter? It was nasty, but then also like Low Coop, kind of had like is is the track on the record that that has like a, a very jazz feel to it, and mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It's just like another one of those records that kind of feels like a little non-linear at times. Like it all belongs no, no, together, totally. but it, but you could just put it on like shuffle and it, it would just give you a different a different yeah. route, which would be cool. Aubergine cloak, like that one is probably like the heaviest track on the record content wise. Is and it's just like another one of these tracks that unfortunately has like so much relevance. Yep. To this situation going on in this dude's hometown right so it's uh it's incredible for that but it's also really sad for that at the same time yeah i mean that's sort of the the strength of of music you know what i mean like that can just you know hit hit issues from a from another angle you know what i mean yeah do you want to dive into that one? Yeah, we can play a part of it for sure. Hundreds of times a day, stuff that's anti your development. Make you sing songs that tell you you don't have no sense, you're crazy, you don't have no future. You think you're just singing a song. You're actually teaching yourself the propaganda of your opposed. The problem is that they are able to bribe and entice our people, oppress people. Take part in, you know, uh, art forms that actually attack them. Are people who, a lot of times, is not conscious enough to avoid helping their enemies, you know, because they can finally say they're getting paid. Tin can polemic, low tone like Omex said it, old school separatist, upper hand on any nepotist, you trying to join the party, I'm like hold up, let's see your weapons list, you not made integral simply, pledging allegiances, a curious case of waking up, a spurious chase is taking up most of my free time, a ghost in a beehive, a boast is a type of prayer, a shield is a kind of rug, an appeal to the mind above, lies, spirit dancing, coon, when lunacy won't fit in haiku, predecessor, predator, radon, sensor, screaming shrill, needing to feel and feel Made a meal to kill the evening. Made a meal to kill the evening. Fitted like a white supremacist, granddaddy hunted. Slave man boot in the land of dandy lovers, candy crushers. Make a gutter snipe, mutter twice. Got a scimitar to turn your chopper butter knife. Oh, what a life! Oh, oh, what a life! 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 Belly out like I'm Pierre LeFou. 
How dare you defy physics like I'm Pierre LeFou? How dare you? I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like I was hating. I feel like I will be perceived as hating. I want to go on the record for, like, the 12th time and say I'm not hating. But I respect this. I respect, I respect what this guy's doing. And I want to, uh, I want to read his lyrics a little more and... I don't know, watch an interview with him and just try to get to know him a little bit more because it's like, it's just uh, it's a lot. Well, I encourage you to check out the last part of the record. It's my favorite favorite section of the record. It's from Stet out. It's 13, 14, and 15. Okay. Um, Stet is just, it's one of my favorite tracks on the record. I ride the rap, how Piccolo grow his arm back, y'all. Pigeonhole in combat, perfidia con bombast, mode cumbia podcast on my chin, red velvet cake crumbs make contact. Crackpot mascot in the temple of stolen inches, minding my own black business. The solitude enriches, no credit, no category, no sabbatical allegory. Radicals request a alimony, no escape, no clone war. Death don't care who own more. The left hand of Nostrum grocers, doctor ignore them pergnosis. The sweeter the berry, the blacker my folders the darker my gray clouds and yet how it seems to thicken my paypal so steadily and rap music um, is so many who do the meddling regardless i stay ventilating driving some good good samples like the way the way it flies in the samples is very cool and uh and then from that track it goes into this this reggie baylor talk that this dude is giving and Reggie Baylor is just this visual artist from Wisconsin and he's giving this chat over this beat and just the stuff that he's saying is also like very heady but I really dig that track but then it goes it goes into the last track on the album which is uh Sansuchi Palace I don't know if that's the right way to say that but that's how that's how I'm bringing the delivery that's how we're saying it that's how we're saying it that's a that's another thing that I had to look up, and it's a reference to uh, a palace, a summer palace, from a king from Berlin, and it translates to without concerns, which is a pretty heavy name for a palace, you know, and obviously pretty fitting for somebody that uh, that most likely lives lives in a palace, you know. I'm sure there's some exceptions to the rule, but I would say. Uh, that's a that's pretty spot on for uh for that situation and Sansushi Palace is one of my favorite tracks and definitely the track that I would like to uh to play the episode out with as well. Cool. Um so that's the Milo record, man, and I'm it's okay. You don't have you know we don't we don't always have to uh both love the records that we're we're bringing to the table and hopefully Hopefully there's some listeners of this podcast that enjoy this record uh, more than you did and yeah, uh, live absolutely. live on my side a little bit on this one. That's right. Right. That's right. Uh, but nonetheless, it's always it's always uh, it's always a good time to do this. I realized um, that we didn't actually pick records for the next time, so we won't be able to. I know. But, bro, I, I'm 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 ready, though. I can we can do it if we, we want to shoot it? from the hip. You yeah, want to shoot I, from the I, I hip? Can, yeah, that's I always shoot from the hip, dude. All right, well, I will put that's out That's all I do. 
the Phoebe Bridgers Punisher album. Okay. And I will throw out uh, something old. Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Deja Vu. Cool. And... God damn. I don't know. Take your time. Take your time. You know, I wasn't... Take your time. Take your time. Flip through your, uh, flip through your stuff. I don't know if I was ready for this, you know? I think you are. Just take, take your time here. I'll tell you the three that I'm, that I'm gonna pitch, alright? Um. Okay. Do you know this A Day in the Life Impressions of Pepper? I don't know that I do. A Day in the Life Impressions of Pepper. It's a bunch of jazz musicians, yeah, that are playing uh, covers of Sgt. Pepper's of the whole record. So it's like just the whole record, and it's done by a bunch of different artists. Each tune is a different artist. And it's sort of a corny in concept, but the music is fucking amazing. And to hear all these like really, really heavy jazz musicians do these interpretations of Sgt. Pepper's I, I was like skeptical, and then I was like, "This is this album's amazing." Um, so that's my first first one. Second one, Tana Talk Three by Benny the Butcher. Oh, Benny! Dude, the Plugs I Met is a really good album, but Tana Talk Three from front to back. There's not a bad song on it. I think you'll love it because you love like just East Coast. Just like raw, you know. Just, I love Benny. Too. Just, just, and, and you love Benny. That album's amazing. They wasn't with me on them nights I was broke, really? Nah, they don't feel me. Think it's overnight, then you won't get me. You ain't see Conway when he barely could walk. Hit from that cold blicky, a west on the run. Coming home busy before he did that stretch. We bumped heads in the feds. Back in 06, we all spent time on a cell block. Made the jail hot. And then for the third one, I'm going to go with Live at the Grand Opera House in Belfast by Van fucking Morrison. Oh, you're going to pick that live record? <laughs> yeah, dude. Have you listened to it yet? It's amazing. No, I, I love that record. It's my favorite Van Morrison record. Also, I uh, I watched that Tom Petty four-hour documentary. It was so really amazing, good. dude. It's really, really good, yeah. So Worth good. It. I'm going to do the Phoebe Bridges record. Unless you give me something that you really think that I'm going to choose over that. But I really want to listen to this Phoebe Bridges record. Um, I mean, I'm going to throw Bad Religion's No Control in there, but that's my other one. So. Phoebe Bridgers. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Confirmed. So we're going to do Phoebe Bridgers. And then and you then either have Benny the Butcher, Van Morrison, or the Sgt. Pepper's Jazz. Dude, Van Morrison would be sick. That's going to be our first live album, possibly. It's going to be lengthy. That's what? Probably a three-hour concert or something? No, it's not that. Something dumb? Never listen to it. Um... Let me look at how long it is. It's not that long, that's for sure. I want to do the Van Morrison record. Dope. All right, let's do it, man. Oh, I want to do Morrison this live Van awesome. Morrison record. That sounds like a lot of yeah. fun, and we haven't done a live record yet. So um, totally. so we're going to do that next time. 
Live at the Belfast Opera House. Live at the Belfast Opera House. There's like a Opera bunch House. of Van Morrison. There's so yeah, much there's live. live shit. There's so much live stuff. I wonder if there's a video. Is there a video that goes along with that too? I don't think so, but maybe. I don't have to check it out. Maybe there is. That'd be great. That'd but be yeah. Either way, so um, you, uh, you dig records or what? <laughs> yeah, I still do. I still dig records. You like man. music? Um, That's tight. That's tight. Yeah, I like music. <laughs> Yeah, I think I ate some bad chicken, though, so I, I think I'm going to have to keep making these intermittent runs to the bathroom. It's well, brutal. <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm not certainly not happy to hear that. Do you have a, you have a anything, bathroom? Yes. Do you have anything the listeners should uh, be paying attention to besides these records that we dropped upon them today? I think it was the Trader Joe's taco sauce that is is upsetting my stomach. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you're gonna I like throw Trader Joe's? <laughs> ah, fuck that. I'm tr- I'm trying to Trader Joe's is a great product. Don't go no, and, they do. and it's good trying to no, tear them good. down, you know? No, no, no. No. I, you couldn't if you wanted to. All right. Too big. Um well, nothing. I don't think there's anything to say, man. There's nothing to say. High pulp LP whatever bad juice is coming out on King Underground in a little bit. Buy sure that is. shit on double LP. Sure is. I keep telling the people. I don't know if they're yeah, listening, but I keep telling them. So, but yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna play it out with the last track of this Milo record. I'll put all the links in the episode notes so people can uh, follow along there. And uh, yeah, man, that's a wrap. Peace, on peace, peace. Volume seven, I believe. Volume seven. Volume, I dig records. I dig records. Volume seven and. Uh, Love you, man. Have fun editing this one, man. This one's going to be a pain in the ass to edit. Thank you. Thank you. I love you very much, and I hope to see you soon, too. (laughs) Love you, cuz. I'll see you. See you in no time. All right, man. Is the closest to evil. I know as I stroll the cathedral, rogue taxidermist, macrame timelines like curtains, Sansusi palace, gold rope, dookie chain malice, kabuki callus, moody and stylus, using crystallis as stylus, thousand car pile up in Kabul, my Luke can cool, jukebox mule, gunny sack ran a thread, I'm at their head losing marbles, anxiety and car fools and car rides, all you see is potato chips on my bar tab archive, blue like steel guitar hard slide, blue like Wilhelm Reich, bygone organite, ham and organ squeal, three 60 deal down to the focus right I could never keep my focus right Locusts always shifting Plutonian physics Lonely like weekend only visits Hmm Patience the time I become a loathsome inventor Memory holy dementia Enemy trying to hold me to how they remember Night tremor fugue in a hammer pantsuit Black organist, organon organic Whole man how God intended The American way, the peregrine praise This is what merits praise And Fridays with F. Gary Gray Sarah's staring strays as does good fortune Never green horses, goodbye remorses I'm flying over you Lazarus, go Maverick, the pull had him asking about Magnus, they ain't seen me up early at the ass crack with it, they ain't seen you, they ain't seen you, they ain't seen you, must get sleep, must consummate with lover, all rappers seem to seek out what make them suffer, must get sleep, must consummate with lover, all rappers seem to seek out what, yeah. In my palm, the weight of ammo was felt. 
Waved a stick like I just sold the canvas myself. Toboggan cut sharply, cut a rug nicely. Exit stage center with the buttercream icing. Stripped of my handicap, spitted like pop mint. Bebop so ill, money clip engraved with the guild name. Left my copy of Leviathan at the gun range. Buttergen for the Wonderkin, who made a career of out loud wondering. Smelling like Satsuma, spit it like your math tutor. No time for the subtle cynic. Befuddled critic with whimsy, beard like Gimli. And if my light shine dimly, it still shine. Iridescent moleskine, grown mousy, cue ball, gender mahal, Cupid shuffle, Gronkowski, take my house keys, doubting Thomas's get browbeat, hoisting poetry, big bags and Nostrum groceries, I am not what you suppose, but far different. Whoever you are holding me now in hand, without one thing, all will be useless. I give you fair warning before you attempt me further. I am not what you suppose, but far different. Therefore, release me now. Before troubling yourself further. <laughs>